It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We're continuing with the latest guest in our Off the Road series of interviews, musicians remotely sharing their experiences during the pandemic and other crises, hear everything we've done so far, including hours of storytelling and several exclusive musical performances at hawaiipublicradio.org. That's where you can hear the first part of our chat with John Anderson, the voice of Yes for decades, a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, who explained his remarkable spiritual connection to Hawaii. He also recently released an album, 1,000 Hands, which he actually started decades ago, and it's filled with guests from across the musical spectrum, as John told us. I recorded most of the songs in the mountains of Big Bear near Los Angeles in 1990, learning about meditation, so I was enjoying myself. I was very clear in my head about what I'd like to sing about, and everything's a challenge. Most of the songs are about how we go through these challenges. In fact, openness and spirituality and awakening, being very grateful for life and for Mother Earth and be the gardeners of the Earth, because we are. That's what we're supposed to be doing, taking care of Mother Earth instead of destroying it. And it's worth noting you started recording this really spiritual album after getting on a, uh, a spiritual path thanks to your Hawaii connections. Because in fact, I was told that uh, Hawaii is the heart chakra of the planet, and I'm sure it is. There's something very, very special. And that it's cool, this goes back, uh, you kind of answered it, this, it, this is an album that has roots going back several decades and that John kind of shelved, then eventually revived, and you didn't just revive it, it's pretty impressive in the number of folks you've included. In fact, the title kind of refers 1,000 hands to the number of folks you credit. Yeah, when I started the album, I found out that Chris Squire and Alan White were in Los Angeles, and then I was in touch with uh, a guy from the Beach Boys, uh, Bruce Johnson. Those were recorded back in the early 90s, and then flash forward to just a few years ago. Got contacted by the producer, Michael Franklin, who lives in Orlando. He called me about two years ago and said, look, John, you know those tapes you were working on up in Big Bear? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are they? I said, I think they're in my garage. <laughs> so I went and I got this, these very big uh, tapes, the 24-track tapes, and I sent them all to Michael Franklin, and he put them in an oven. You have to bake them, right. and then they can only play once because they've been sitting around. It's tape. You know, it'll just dissolve. It'll just play once and then go straight to the computer. And that's basically what happened. And uh, I listened and went, oh, my gosh, they sound really good. And he said, you mentioned you wanted to put musicians on that you like. And I said, well, I like Billy Cobham. <laughs> and I, I really like uh, Ian Anderson and Jean-Luc Ponty. I'd just been on tour with him. And Michael said, I know Chick Corea. And I went, oh, quick. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, these people started playing on the record. And thankfully, Michael Franklin just seemed to know the right people. He got the Tower of Power brass section. So it's kind of... Uh, Interesting how just when we were finishing the album about a year and a half ago, I said to Michael, I think I should ask Steve how to play on it because it would be kind of cool that I've got Chris Squire, Alan White, and then Steve how to play on it. Three of your bandmates and critical musicians from the band, yes. And he did. And it was just a magical moment for me. So so much that went into making the album is quite an extraordinary adventure. 
It is. And some of these cats are no longer with us. You have Larry Coriel and Chris Squire on there. Of all the people on the record, because you kind of singled out your yes colleagues that you've had. And again, it's John Anderson talking about 1,000 hands. Of all the people on here, John, the ones you personally go back the furthest with would be the gang from Yes. Can you remember when you first met any of those guys, Steve (laughs) or Chris or... Well, I met Chris in a bar that I was working in, <laughs> and the bar was above a very famous rock and roll club called the Marquee Club in London. Yeah. Whoever played in the Marquee would come up into the bar before the show and after the show, and I'd be cleaning up and tidying up. In one evening, you could have like Pete Townsend would come up with Keith Moon because the Who were playing downstairs in the club, Eric Clapton, and then... A couple of guys from Led Zeppelin and uh, even Jimi Hendrix came in one time. And I never spoke to them because I was so kind of shy in a way. It was a remarkable period because I wanted to join a band. I'd, I'd been working with my first band, the Warriors, for five years. And I'd left them in, in Germany because they wouldn't get out of bed and rehearse. <laughs> it got, you know, got me so upset. So I left them. <laughs> well, they told me to get away in not those words but they told me John just go away so I went and then eventually I found myself in in London and I worked in this club and uh, one night the owner of the club Jack said uh, in the corner there by himself he has a band and I think he's looking for a singer so I walk over to this very tall man who's six foot three and looked up to him and said hi I'm John Anderson who are you and he said my name's Chris Squire And I said, oh, cool. Uh, So we started talking about music in general. Simon and Garfunkel recorded, just been released. We love the Beatles, of course. We love Frank Zappa, Buffalo Springfield, and music like that. And so went back to his apartment. We wrote a couple of songs together. He played me some tapes of his band. What was it called? Mabel Greer's Toy Shop. (laughs) And I used to say, that's a very long title for a band, you know, (laughs) we've got to shorten it up. (laughs) So I went to rehearsals uh, about two days later and the drummer left. So Chris, uh, a guitarist, Peter Banks and a keyboard player, Tony Kay. So we started looking for a a drummer in the newspaper. You get a melody maker and you look at the back for advertising and there was an advertisement and it said, drummer, I have a Ludwig kit and a van. So (laughs) right away we said, quick, let's get him in. He's got a van. (laughs) Whether he can play, I don't know. And then Bill Bruford turned up the following day with a minivan. It was like a mini car van. It was so small. So he had his kit, which wasn't really a Ludwig, but man, he could play great. So we started playing and rehearsing, and that's how the band started going. And neat that you come full circle. It's the great John Anderson, the voice of Yes for so many years. Huge spiritual connection to the islands. John, I really do hope that this was a... uh, a fun interview for you today, or at least one that got your, got your mind working a little bit there <laughs> as you sit in your, your home studio. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks, Dave, and I appreciate it. And we can't wait to get back to Kauai for our holidays. <laughs> You're an animal over there. I give you big hugs and high fives. <laughs> Stay safe. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Take care. I've seen all good.
Is coming. 